Kite and Joseph. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. So yeah, I guess no need for introduction because you guys saw our wonderful, wonderful introduction. So hello guys, welcome to today's wonderful, wonderful episode. I'm Lucas Bonifacio here, joined by me today, my very handsome friends right here, Edward and Francis. Hello, Edward and Francis. Good day to you guys. How are you guys well, doing? Hello, good evening. Good evening. Hello, Francis. How are you doing? Hello. Okay na okay. Um, <laughs> all right, that's good. So, dear friends, once again, welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for finding us. And this podcast is our way or our response to the call of Saint uh, of Pope Francis. Apologies for that. The call of Pope Francis that this year is the year of St. Joseph. And as we always say here on the St. Joseph podcast, now is the time for St. Joseph because we believe that now is now is the time of St. Joseph and we should all eat at Joseph or go to St. Joseph. So, Joseph, we also go with St. Joseph in this journey. Yes, that is right, Francis. And that being said, join us as we journey to St. Joseph's heart so before we begin today's episode i want to start with an icebreaker I, I hope you guys are doing great so maybe you can share with us francis and edward uh a highlights of the week i know this is getting repetitive but maybe you can share with us now how was your week so far for me i'm swamped with work but uh, i'm getting there all thanks to the wonderful grace of saint joseph so uh the sleeping saint joseph reminds us to take it easy and just rest and uh, i'm very happy when i rest now because i know that St. Joseph will dream my problems away from me. <laughs> what about you guys? What about you, Francis and Edward? How are you guys doing? Oh, well, I'm good. I'm good. The entire week, very, very uh, overloaded with work from university. And of course, yeah, uh, what you saw a while ago was the intro I made. It took me a couple of days to <laughs> to uh, create that 3D model. It was my first time. And with the... Um, with Saint Joseph by my side, I was able to uh, was able to create that three D model. I had help of YouTube. Anyway, it's my very first model. I'm really proud of it. And I hope you guys liked it. Uh, I sure yeah, did. Yeah, it's basically my entire week editing and Lordy, Lordy. Ads. <laughs> How about you, Francis? How's your week? <laughs> well, it's been so, so busy because it's my first time going out and being outside of the house for almost 16 hours, like from the moment I woke up and prepared for such a Valentine's date. <laughs> Not just a Valentine's Day, but a Valentine's date, but also going from yes. place to place and all. <laughs> and anyway, that's all for me. How about you, Lucas? Well, as I mentioned a while ago, super soft with work. I mean, senior high school, but I'm really excited for university, though. Just saying, uh, in a couple of months, I'll be leaving the high school realm and uh, I'll be entering college. So I hope I enter my dream college. So St. Joseph. Congratulations. <laughs> Future valedictorian. Uh, uh, all, in God, all in God's time. All in God's time. <laughs> So that being said, you know, dear friends, uh, please feel free to comment your uh, highlights of the week or whatever you'd like to share to the St. Joseph podcast. And again, welcome back. So 
Today, we have a very, very wonderful episode prepared for you, our dear friends. Last week, let's do a short recap. Last week, uh, Edward and Francis, we had a wonderful discussion with Father Eirik, uh, a member of the Oblates of St. Joseph, and we talked about St. Joseph as the lover of the poor and of the sick. So today, we have a very, very wonderful episode prepared. So I think it's about time we introduce our guests. And now EJ or Edward will be doing the Lord's work in terms of our technical staff. So see you later, <laughs> Edward. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. All right. So Francis, I'm very, very excited to meet our guests for today and to discuss, you know, I don't want to say it yet, but uh, go ahead and Francis and start by introducing our guests for today. Sure. So our first guest, she is a psychiatrist, a bioethicist with years of training and experience in the human sciences. You know, after becoming she after she became a registered medical technologist, she even placed fifth in the medical technology board exam during that year. She received her doc degree of doctor of medicine, cum laude, from the University of Santo Tomas placing fourth, in fact, in the physician board exam. And she even received a bachelor's degree in theology, magna cum laude, from the Pontifical University of the Holy Cross in Rome, Italy, and a master's degree in bioethics and formation, summa cum laude, from the Pontifical Lateran University, also at Rome in Italy. And she has taught this, these medical sciences, bioethics, to university students, and even philosophy and theology to high school students. She then pursued training in psychiatry doing her residency at the medical city where she became the chief resident in her senior year. So aside from this, she advocates for mental health, for holistic formation for the youth, and she believes in a holistic, in integrative approach through individualized treatment plans plans, working on optimal mental wellness that goes beyond the relief of psychiatric symptoms. So she emphasizes the prevention and the promotion of the roles of healthy mindset, lifestyle choices, and personal relationships in healing. And so let us welcome this amazing person, Dr. Catherine Daphne Ong. Good evening, Doc. Hi. Thank you so much for joining Good us evening. this evening. Welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. All right. So, Thank hindi lang ang ating guests. So, Doc, uh, sit tight there. We have a couple of guests more prepared for today. Our next guest is a father of nine. He and his wife are the core specialists for Gabay Pamilya, the community extension program of Edu Child on Family Enrichment. He is a trustee of Pro-Life Philippines Foundation. He's also one of the content creators and hosts of Faith Watch, the CBCB YouTube channel, and the father of my classmate, Jaime Mendoza, Please welcome today on St. Joseph Podcast, Mr. Manjo Mendoza. Good evening, Dito. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good Hello, evening, Manjo. everyone. Good evening. Hello, Francis, Lucas, and Dr. Daphne. Good Very evening, honored Paul. to be with you tonight. All right. And last but right. definitely not the least, go ahead, Francis, take it away. So we also have a reactor in which we consider our representative from the youth. So she is a third-year student from the De La Salle University in Manila currently taking up BS Psychology. She is the Assistant Vice President for Publications in her organization, Archers for UNICEF. And she also volunteers as one of the project managers at the Universitas Foundation's, one of its leadership projects. And in her long-term breaks, she likes to do volunteer work, 
such as service projects in rural, rural areas, leadership camps, and medical missions. So let's welcome our dear friend, Martina Olivares from DLSU. Good evening, Hi. Martina. Welcome to the show. Wow, show. <laughs> All <laughs> nice right. Thank you so much for that. So to our dear friends, Dr. Daphne, Tito Manjo, and Martina, good evening and welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. So before we move on, again, just a short icebreaker. Maybe you can share with us, you know, some sort of highlight of the week that you had para, you know, just, let's just take it slow. So let's hear the one for, let's, let's start first with Martina. Martina, what about you? Can you share with us, you know, your highlights of the week? <laughs> um. Well, since I come from De La Salle University, we're on, we're TRISAM. So we just ended the term recently, actually. So that's highlight enough for me. I get the rest now. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that. So uh, good luck and get your well-deserved rest. All right. So Dito Manjo, what about you? Good evening. Can you share with us your highlight of the week? Good evening. Highlight of the week would be Valentine's Day because uh, it's special because we, we try to be complete as a family. Uh, we, we missed one, the, the, the eldest. He had to be in the hospital for duty. But we, well, we still... Uh, it's still a mass gathering. We were we numbered ten in the in the house. So masaya. And then last night we did a recording of my podcast for CBCP. So busy uh, ren. Congratulations, right. so maybe, uh, mass gathering. Manjo, yeah. Later you can share with us the name of your podcast so that our viewers can check out your wonderful content. Okay, thank you. All right. So let's you know from Dr. Daphne. Dr. Daphne, good evening and welcome to the show. Kindly share with us your highlight of the week. Well, for the week, I think the highlight would be the Chinese New Year celebration with the family and the Valentine's Day celebration as well. Of course, at this time of the pandemic, it's always good to take advantage of opportunities to celebrate and to, to be merry and joyful, right? So there. That's great. Thank you so much for that. So now that we've broken the ice, I guess we can start talking about our wonderful topic for today. So to share with our dear audience, last week we tackled again St. Joseph as the lover of the poor and the sick. Today we will be discussing St. Joseph, the solace of the wretched. So uh, Francis, I guess we can start. you can start our discussion for today. Okay, so thank you again everyone for being here. We can start with uh, this first point. Um, in your personal experience with persons that you have met, cases that you may have handled or simply encountered, what can you say about, in general, the lonely, the aged, and the orphans, even the wretched, <laughs> wretched per se, with, with the smallest problems of anxiety, hardships, and problems? Because I think everyone is exposed to this, I mean, especially because of the pandemic. So maybe we can start with uh, Sir Manjo Mendoza. Yeah. Um, alam mo yung, uh, our family has a favorite go-to outreach, it, regardless of the season, whether it's Christmas or Valentine or summer. Um, we we try to to help out at the Joseph Heim Foundation. It's a home for the elderly abandoned, so most of them have have no family. So um, what what I always tell my family and my friends who I bring over to the to that institution is that um, let's not just dump the donations. No? Let's try to strike a conversation, try to get some of the elderly 
by name. So at least we can pray for their intentions. Like we get to learn of their concerns, no matter how small these are. But to them, it seems so big because they have really no one to attend to them. So um, it's uh, the best thing that we can do to do for these people is to listen to their concerns. And um, yeah, to, to offer to offer help in whatever way we can. You know. Thank you, Manjo. You know, I, I remembered now that it was <laughs> it was your son, my friend Julian, who referred us to hold an outreach there pre-pandemic. And like what you said, I we really made it a point of conversing with each one of them, uh, singing with them, in fact, and dancing along with them. It, it really sparks a lot of joy and how important that is now. We have not sung or danced for them yet. So maybe in our next <laughs> visit, we will. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Manjo. Ikaw, Lucas, uh, maybe you want to add on something to that? Well, before, when I was young, uh, as a way of, you know, learning the truest lessons in life, and one of my main experiences, you know, with this periphery is that uh, my parents actually brought me to an orphanage. And ang ginawa namin was be prepared uh, some of my toys that I really didn't need and I really didn't, you know, really didn't play with anymore. And I decided to share that joy of having those toys with those uh, friends of mine that I made. And also back in Northfield, the same school, Francis, Edward and I <laughs> uh, were under. Yeah. So uh, it's my last year, by the way. Shout out, Paref Northfield. And when we were young, grades one to seven, we were able to hold a various outreaches to our nearby uh, school. Uh, so Paref Northfield is Quezon City is right here. And we have Kamuning Elementary School right beside us. And every Christmas, we get to bring some goodies and we share it with our brothers and sisters there. So that, that, that's it for me. So let's hear naman from Dr. Daphne. Dr. Daphne, your uh, thoughts. No? Okay. Um, well, as to what I can say about the lonely, the aged and the orphans, well, I guess they have one thing in common, that of being alone or at least feeling alone, right? Being lonely, precisely. And to tell you frankly, as, as a mental health professional, I'm quite alarmed by the high rates of loneliness now, not just from the people I meet, but all over the world. Uh, in fact, in the most recent studies, they say that in the UK, it's around 45% of adults. In the US, 60, almost 60% of adults are feeling lonely and alone. And uh, as I say, as a mental health professional, I'm worried about this pandemic. I would say even worried with this pandemic than the COVID pandemic, because um, unlike the COVID pandemic, when the symptoms are so clear cut, like you say, there, there's fever, there's cough, and, and you know there's COVID and you do something about it, loneliness is not the same. Um, sometimes it can manifest in many ways, like it can even manifest as, as being angry, as being... Um, indifferent, as alienation, as, um, as sadness, as isolation, many, many ways. It, it's a great masquerader, as they say. And so it's very tough and challenging. Um, in fact, for people who are lonely, since when they're emotional, it's also hard to think. So it's hard to identify that they are really lonely and the cause of that loneliness. And of course, hard to admit 
that one is lonely. And that's also, that's also another thing that makes loneliness scarier for me than COVID because unlike with COVID, when you have symptoms, you get anxious, right? And you seek help right away. With loneliness, it's not the same. I'm sure you have friends or you know of people who, who when they're lonely, instead of reaching out, looking for help, they keep it to themselves, either because they're ashamed, they're scared, they, they're scared that people might think, ah, that's very simple, or you're too weak, how can you not handle that? And, and I would say that's the most difficult thing about being lonely. Being lonely in itself is difficult, but the fear of people not understanding you and which keeps you from sharing it with the others or asking or to ask for help is, is even worse. So, so there. Thank you for that, Dr. Daphne. So the, there was some sort of hesitation with whose mic will open. So apologies for that. <laughs> <lull. laughs> so uh, Francis, uh, your thoughts on that? Because I, I like actually uh, mentioned about the, there's no symptoms. And I was like, it's very surprised to hear that because I think, you know, there are cases now that people who are, who may have to quarantine for 15 days or those people who aren't in touch with their families, they're, they're in the province or for some sort. I think it is safe to say that lately the cases of there being lonely people is, is at a high. So your thoughts on that, Francis? Actually, it's very interesting because... I'm just trying to think about, you know, the life of St. Joseph, how, of course, this is very, very different from how people are experiencing loneliness now. But I think <laughs> Dr. Daphne can weigh on this more about St. Joseph, even if there's not much we know of St. Joseph. But he, in a particular point of his life, I think in one way or another, he also experienced loneliness. And that is precisely when... Uh, he didn't know what to do with Mary, who was with a child. <laughs> he felt that kind of loneliness that who is he going to turn to when apparently the child is God himself. And of course, it's so natural to us with people who are believers to turn to our own creator. <laughs> but this, this situation that St. Joseph is experiencing is quite unique. And I think with the loneliness that people experience now, each and every kind of loneliness they experience is also in one way or another unique. So I, I think that's one interesting thing that we should consider always that, okay, there's always going to be a factor that differentiates each and every situation, each and every people when they experience all these sorts of uh, problems internally, anxiety, loneliness, or even depression. But again, the life of St. Joseph tells us that it's not, or I don't think it's going to be object, objective ever, that the person can not conquer the, the personal, the internal problems. Because St. Joseph was able to, not that something divine is going to appear right in front of us, that the answer, the solution is going to be in front of us, but there's always going to be an answer to a, a reason to each and every problem that we face in life, especially these kinds of problems that maybe now we don't know the solution to, as all of us have been shaken by the pandemic that has created a new uh, sector, a new factor in the different problems that we have already in the world. And now the pandemic has weighed more into those problems. So I don't know. It's very, very interesting what we could really get out of uh, this periphery and also with saint joseph 
All right. So let's hear from Martina, y- your thoughts on our wonderful discussion happening so far. I, I definitely agree with Dr. Daphne when the people who are suffer- suffering from loneliness right now really feel like they're not being understood by people. So they're too afraid to show themselves to the world. And I think that's something that we should really uh, focus on, the need for understanding for these kind of people. So when I was, <laughs> when you guys gave me this question, the first thing that popped into my mind is the same as Dr. Daphne. Um, the lonely, the, re- the elderly, and the orphans, they all feel s- different kinds of loneliness, like being alone. Like the elderly feel forgotten, being like, especially in Western civilizations, they're being put in homes, and the orphans, I'm sure they feel abandoned. So I think it's up to us to make them feel that they're not alone, to really show support. And from personal experience, um, I've mostly dealt with kids. And what I notice about kids is that they really love attention. They really like it if um, you have their, your eyes on them. And they tend to shine more when they know that someone is there to guide them through everything. So I think it's important that those who are suffering in silence, they need to know that they're being supported by someone. They need to feel that someone is there for them. So when I was dealing with these kids, um, I remember there was this one kid, she wasn't doing well um, in a leadership camp. She was uh, isolating herself from everyone because she was really scared. And I remember talking to her and listening to her, what, what she felt. And she, thankfully she was able to open up. And when she understood, uh, when she felt that someone understood where she was coming from, how she was feeling, she slowly started opening up in camp and that definitely shined. So it's important that these people feel like they belong because there's a lack of a lack of belongingness, lack of community, family. It's, it's something that comes with loneliness. So it's up to us to really make them feel that they're not alone and to really be there for them, whether morally or physically or right now, virtually. It's important. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Thank you so much for that. And when you mentioned about, I don't remember the exact wording, but those who suffer in silence. And this reminded me of how during the quarantine, sometimes we don't really get to reach out to people. We don't, we really don't know how people feel at home, how people, you know, react to certain things. And I just can't help but remember how we should always be careful of what we say. I, I don't know how this can be linked to St. Joseph, but maybe we can ask for his intercession for more patience. Because I'm pretty sure despite you know all of the things happening around St. Joseph, he still found that patience to, I shall abide by God's plan, by this wonderful thing that's going to happen. Despite all the stress that's happening around him, you know, he's going to build a family with our Blessed Mother. And he's gonna be the foster father of Christ. That that was that was pretty intense to handle. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know about you guys, no. But he had that patience to see the brighter things in life. And I think to, to the people you know who are suffering in silence, or who or maybe not in silence, we should do our best again to understand. This is my take. I, I don't know about you guys, but we should try our best to understand and be that extra ray of sunshine that they need because. 
who knows, you know, you might be the last straw they're holding on. I remember seeing this post on uh, this post. It was a poster, I think, on a Starbucks. And they mentioned that be kind because the next person beside you. So, you know how Starbucks is, you know, hustle and bustle. Many people are there. And be kind to the people beside you because who knows, you know, they might be falling apart inside. And I was like, wow, I think we should really be careful of what we do, what we say. And that's, that's just my thoughts. What about you, Francis? So we can culminate our answers for the first question. <laughs> hmm, actually, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Maybe someone would like to go first. But the only thing that hey, really comes up. Some, yeah, add something. Yeah, go, go, go. Go, yeah. Manjo. Um, you know, in we have been dealing with uh, poor families. Uh, we, we give parenting seminars to poor families in a depressed community here in Quezon City. Na. Um, frequently, the parents would feel that they, they, they're so inadequate in coping with the problems of, the problems of their children because they, they, they say that their children are so indifferent or individualistic um, it, it's like they, 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 it's like they're saying, uh, our children, despite our ma- material poverty, they still have this attitude of uh, me first, myself before the others. There are some families who are like that, and um, this type of individualism and the indifference um, weakens the relationships within the family and causes some people to withdraw. Sometimes it would be a sibling who would withdraw. Sometimes it would be the parents who would just like throw throw up their arms in surrender. So uh, what is this thing that's happening to my kid? Um, he or she used to be so dependent on me. Now she's so independent and she thinks that she cannot trust anyone else but herself. No? So there's a certain mistrust in the others or in the family. So I think that's, it adds to the loneliness of the family members, like the, in this case, the parents. So it, it's possible. It's not just the children who are affected, all the parents. All, all the more now that it seems like the, 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 the whole world is centered on the kid who's studying. And then the parents have, despite their, the scarcity of resources, they have to pull in everything to buy a, what, a tablet to, to pay for the piece of for the for the five peso Wi-Fi or the twenty peso Wi-Fi that will give them internet for like two to three hours, so it's like um, here you are caught up in the situation and the very difficult situation of trying to 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 cope with the economic demands and and you have a kid who's like just focused on himself. Thank you for that. Thank you. Go ahead, uh, Francis. You wanna say something? <laughs> No, 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 you can go ahead. Maybe Dr. Right. Daphne has something to say. Yeah. Totally agree with, with Manjo. In fact, I think we need to include um, in the wretched, wretched meaning the unhappy and the, um, the ones in very unfortunate situations, the, the parents of those um, doing online school during the pandemic, especially the moms, because, you know, they're, they can be very, very, they are very, very tired and they're, they don't have time for self-care, for, uh, mm. for, for proper sleep, for proper meals, for proper exercise. So with that biological imbalance lacking the, the, what the body needs to at least have a happy mood, you already have a disadvantage 
there making you more prone to loneliness yeah. when well how much more when despite the efforts of the parents the children um at least to the parents the children appear as if they don't um they don't appreciate or they don't um they don't need the parents so that adds to the load um leading them to 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 more 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 negative emotions like loneliness so the more we need to to reach out um and be more aware how we can reach out to these people all right thank you so much for that so i think we can proceed to our next question because we've already been discussing some of the possible answers for this so i would love to ask you our dear friends no so what do you think are some causes for people to become lonely uh if he, does it mean lonely does that pertain kung wala hang parents or if you don't have parents does that mean you're immediately lonely if you have a terminal disease does that mean you're already lonely and how should we approach or reach out to these friends and family of ours who may be going through rough patches so i guess we can start with dr daphne kindly share with us your insights on this okay well, first i need to clarify that loneliness is not the same as depression okay depression is the illness that's what um people have and what make what make them go to me <laughs> go to the psychiatrist right it's a medical condition caused by chemical imbalance and many other factors but loneliness is loneliness is is something very normal in fact i would say it's it's a natural signal um in the human person natural signal created by the mind by the body to help us uh, acquire a basic need for example the signal of hunger makes us get food now the sing the signal of thirst makes us get a drink loneliness on the other hand is a signal that makes us get and make sure that we get enough dose of that basic human need which is connection um social connection so people who are lonely uh may be suffering from that subjective feeling that they're lacking in the social connection that they need for 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 survival and for for a normal human life it's the feeling of um being not at home not being understood not not sharing a common ground with people feeling as if nobody is interested in me nobody loves me feeling alone and it, i say it's very subjective because it's possible that objectively you are with people but they're not with you or at least you don't feel that they're with you so that's what we mean by loneliness now if you think about it as a signal it's very good because then like hunger it leads the person to get what the body what the mind what the person needs in this case a social connection so what are the causes of loneliness that number one, the um the lack in high quality human connection i i also say high quality because it's possible that we get human connection in, in social media for example but it lacks the the characteristics that make it high quality human connection the friendship quality which require mutual interaction um shared dealings uh other things of course external factors since where where sensitive beings if there are uh, sad things from outside we can be sad we just react to it um naturally but loneliness doesn't have to be negative all the time right as we said it's a signal it's good the important thing is to learn how to respond to it of course it can be negative when the loneliness is already too much such that it leads already one or puts one to a higher risk of getting depression or getting even physical um health problems because of the high levels of loneliness so as regards the question of what to do uh, how to approach people suffering from loneliness knowing that the root is 
the lack in social connection, then that's what we try to give them. We, we try to reach out. We try to be present to them. I guess here we can say that St. Joseph is a really good model, how he was present to Mary when Mary was probably feeling, you know, panicky with, with all the, you know, the great um, challenges. He was there present, silently, attentively present and, and listening. I, I, though there were no accounts in the Bible, I suppose St. Joseph was listening to, to Mary. You know, women like talking and talking helps them release their negative emotion, relieve their negative emotion. So I, I imagine Mary doing that, confiding to Joseph and Joseph patiently listening, being silent, attentively listening. Because that in itself, it, it's very simple. The gesture is very simple, but it is very powerful. Being present, listening silently, and just being attentive to the emotional states of the other. Thank you so much for that. And you know, Dr. Daphne, I don't know if there's a medical uh, explanation to this, but uh, I believe that there is a reason why most of our sensory organs are two and not one. So I believe that there is a reason why we have two ears, we have two nostrils, we have two eyes, two arms and two legs, but only one mouth. And I think with that, I, I honestly did, I honestly just thought of it for some reason. And I think with that, no, I think we can start listening more. And I remember a story when I was young, I was looking for something and I was told, look with your eyes, not with your mouth. So <laughs> just to relate to that. And uh, I think we should really, in order to reach out, in order to really understand, I think we should listen more. So thank you so much for that, Dr. Daphne. Francis, uh, your thoughts? <laughs> I, I think I'd like to somewhat add on the St. Joseph perspective Dr. Daphne mentioned. One, I, I remember watching this video <laughs> almost 10 years ago, in fact on youtube this particular media company depicted the uh, the birth of our lord through social media so in that video i remember watching mary had a facebook joseph had a facebook and then of course at the time uh joseph was distraught again distraught that she he didn't know what to do until it was clarified to him that mary is going to be with a child and that is the son of god and when Joseph rejoiced by posting it all over his Facebook, it, it, it depicted, the video depicted like uh, more than 20 friends of, of Joseph on Facebook <laughs> the, uh, disfriended him, removed him from their own friend list. So I can just imagine that loneliness, again, the same loneliness Joseph experienced losing friends because they didn't understand him. They didn't understand Mary. They didn't understand what is happening to this ordinary family? That's why that's the same echo <laughs> in the life of Jesus. Who is this guy He's preaching to us in the synagogue? An ordinary guy, a son of a carpenter. And we can imagine also, as like Dr. Daphne mentioned, in our own families, our own barcadas, even if we are in a so... Uh, we are in a so close-knitted uh, family or in a close-knitted barcada, some of us can still experience loneliness in one way or another. I personally yeah. can attest from time to time, there are times that <laughs> I'll just see my, my two friends who are talking about the same topic over and over again, and I feel like I'm left out. And I think that could be the starting point for some people who might experience such loneliness. 
And that's why I think in the pandemic, that has severely increased the chances, the experiences of people falling into loneliness because of the poor quality of connections despite the high <laughs> the high speed internet of people getting into zooms getting into uh catch up online karaoke sessions but still it's difficult really, <laughs> which is prevalent in this uh recording session now because of the lag it's hard for us to naturally talk to each other and that could be a very symbol of the possible loneliness people can experience with the lag in their own friendship. So I think that's what I have to share. What about you, Martina? What can you share with us? Well, I definitely agree with Dr. Daphne that loneliness is stems from the lack of human connection, which is a basic need. So to, de- to be deprived of such a need is could be hard on a person. So I think it makes it harder for them to connect with people because of the anxiety they feel when knowing that some people don't really understand what they're going through because everyone goes through a battle and not everyone has the solution for it. Not everyone, there's not a common weapon that we can use to fight those battles. They're all unique. So because of this, um, coming from the youth, it's hard to really connect, to really reach out to those people who shut themselves from the world because they feel lonely and they feel misunderstood. So it's really like to my understanding that we have to learn how to take initiative to really reach out to them. And sometimes it can be um, uh, very discouraging because in our generation, you know how people just deliver zone or scene zone messages and you feel like a lack of connection right so it's really hard it's really hard to gauge what the other people are feeling the behind the screen but to to knowing that uh since we know that uh loneliness is caused by you know what dr daphne said um we still need to be present for them and we need to show that we are there for them and i learned that even though if they don't reply (laughs) It's okay because you did your job. That's the most you can do for them. And from experience, um, I've dealt with so many delivery zones. <laughs> Everyone took a break from social media. But in the end, they still show up and they end up replying and they tell me that they really appreciate that I still check up on them. So even a small thing like that can matter to a person and really bring a smile on their face. So don't get discouraged by (laughs) if people don't reply because just the mere effort of reaching out to them is enough and I think that should be enough on everyone's conscience to know that you've done your part by showing that they have a friend in you thank you Martina you've got a friend in me (laughs) yeah how about you Manjo sorry um uh Daphne's right yeah uh we have to improve the quality of the connection and you know, the, the, the skill of listening is so underrated because a lot of people think that they know how to listen, but they don't really they don't really make an effort. I mean, it's they just hear the, the words coming out of a person's mouth, but uh, all they're interested in is preparing a reply. So I think in context, the context of this kind of listening is is was was, was said by Pope Francis in Amoris Laetitia when he said that the church must accompany 
the weakest of her children with by by attention and care uh even, even those who have shown signs of a wounded love um i think at, that would be the context that 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 saint joseph would be listening to 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 persons around him no because he's such a good listener no and um and and god would speak to him in his dreams so i think um well also um I read something that um, that that Saint Joseph is is uh, given the title of solace of the wretched because wretched also means grieving or sorrowful, and um, we have a devotion called the Seven Joys and Seven Sorrows of Saint Joseph, and the first sorrow is losing Jesus. So, in the and uh, someone reflected that you know losing Jesus is a cause for grief. And a cause for us to be sorrowful. So, in a sense, if a person loses Jesus, he that person is wretched. No? Wretched is not used. So, it is not well. It's not. It's a term that's not so well used now. No? But I, I researched it. It was popular in the 1800s. So it was. It it dwindled in usage uh, towards the 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 20th century. No? So you hardly hear someone use the word wretched, but. I think if you say grieving or sorrowful, it's easier to connect Saint Joseph to, to, to being the solace of the grieving and the sorrowful. Actually, that makes sense. No, I, I totally agree with that because we we haven't heard literally anything from Saint Joseph. He was just there to pay attention to, to listen to each and every life. That's why I I like to paraphrase what how they describe Mary who pondered everything in her heart. I think that's the same phrase that we could apply to St. Joseph. He literally brought everything, every little detail of his own son's life to, to his heart. And that's the same uh, description that we could apply if we do seek to, to learn to understand, to listen, to bring everything into our heart. So you, Lucas, how about you? Which is really great. And I really want to highlight that silence and that patience and listening all in general because you know in this noisy world today <laughs> isn't it best to be silent to really listen and really hear what 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 is happening you know what what does god want from me in this time of this time does he want me to rise to the occasion does he want me to connect more with my friends and family that's why this is happening so i guess one of our resolutions, let's be silent and listen, actually listen to God. And we're actually moving towards, we're gearing towards our final segment for today's show. And that is, what would St. Joseph do? But before we do that, uh, our dear friends, if you guys are enjoying our wonderful discussion so far, please feel free to comment your, your comments down below the comment section. And Francis, we have something prepared for our uh, audience and for our guests too, right? So allow me to share with you guys, coming soon at the St. Joseph Podcast, we will be having what we call coffee conversations. Grab a cup of Joe and talk about the Joe himself. And the next word we thought of was... G.I. Joe. Yes, thank you. I hope you guys got that too. So we would like to invite you all, our dear friends, and also our guests. So if you guys have the time, if you wish to have more lengthy conversations, have we invite you to join us for the St. Joseph Podcast Coffee Conversations, in which we have 
many focus group discussions to just talk about our love and our uh, affection for Saint Joseph and maybe uh, soon enough our these coffee conversations will be an actual episode here at the Saint Joseph podcast so what will Saint Joseph do is the age-old question and that is what we will be answering today so Francis I'll take that out and we'll flash that again later before we go so I want to we move on to our segment for today and that is what would Saint Joseph do so of course as we mentioned in the first episode you really can't say <laughs> no what would really saint joseph do but i guess we have we can imitate his presence we can imitate how he does things so francis kindly take it away for our what would saint joseph do second uh what would saint joseph do in my, in my perspective uh i think based everybody's contribution to our discussion tonight or in, the, in this session is to simply listen to set aside time to learn to appreciate the silence that we need. That's why I think that he's been uh, titled the master of the interior life because in developing an interior life, we need silence. If we don't know silence, which is we, we could consider it the language of God, how can we? How can we be masters of that silence that we need in life? Being able to appreciate the little things, the dints of everyday life, and even... Just imagine how, again, the peripheries that we have mentioned, the lonely, the aged, the orphans, everything, these have transformed into our own personal problems. Like, they're now present in our own families, in our own uh, relationships, even because we've been limited on life. We don't know when this pandemic is going to end, but... Uh, if God allowed this to happen, there must be a reason for it. We must learn to grow with it, not just to wait for the time when it disappears. No, I'm not saying that, okay, this is going to be the forever new normal, but we have to learn to adapt as how St. Joseph adapted through the different things that have happened in his life, flying to <laughs> his flight to Egypt, sorry, and uh, experiencing that loneliness in his own personal life because he didn't know how to respond, what to do with Mary, and how when he lost friends, <laughs> which we are experiencing in one way or another. I think we just have to sit down and listen. Listen to probably what maybe our Lord has to say of all these things because in the first place, he allowed every single thing to happen, whether good or bad. Because in every little thing, either good or bad, something good can be drawn out of it. So, yeah, we just have to listen. Uh, maybe I can pass the button to, to Martina. What would St. Joseph do? Okay, so like what was mentioned earlier, St. Joseph was rarely mentioned in the Gospel. There's so little that we know about St. Joseph other than the fact that he was the father of Jesus and the spouse of Our Lady. So, even though it may have seemed like he was a man who was just in the background of things, it didn't mean that he wasn't there for Jesus and Our Lady when they needed him the most. So just being the father of the Son of God and, well, the foster father, or, well, father, and the, the husband of Our Lady, I'm pretty sure that we all know that he supported them all throughout his life, uh, St. Joseph's life. And from St. Joseph, we can see that 
even though he may have gone unnoticed, um, he is a great example of how it is to love silently. Uh, St. Joseph, he showed his love in the little things. Um, I guess you can say that Jesus, the person he grew up to be, is a reflection of St. Joseph as his father growing up. He was raised by St. Joseph. So every little thing that St. Joseph did for the Holy Family is reflected in Jesus as well. So because of St. Joseph, we all know he's a simple man. Uh, he showed us that love is in the little things. Love doesn't have to be grand. So taking his example, um, we can also show our love in the little things just by listening. That enough. That is enough for a person. And to really show our support, just as St. Joseph supported Jesus and Our Lady. And um, we need to believe that the love and support that we give to the people, even as little as it can be, is enough. And it will slowly amount into something bigger. Because in the end, love is something that overflows. So that's what I think St. Joseph would do. Thank you for that, Martina. Very, very wonderful insights. Now let's hear from Manjo. Dito Manjo, your thoughts. Kindly share with us. Yeah. What do you think, Sikos? Um, first, for, first of all, I look at math action. He, he, he led to action many times in the Gospels. No, he, 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 did, he did, Although he did not, there was no recorded uh, uh, words. Um, he showed his character actions so ang, ang, my favorite my favorite part of the gospels is when when saint joseph and mary went out of their way to look for jesus so my reflection is that in case we lose jesus through our through our sins through our sins we lose we lose jesus so we can approach Saint Joseph and ask us, Saint Joseph, can you lead us back to your son? Please lead us back to Jesus, um, and I'm sure he will oblige. Huh? Um, that the 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 best gift he can he, he can give to us is to accompany us to his son and to Mary. So so that was that's that's what Saint Joseph would do. Thank you for that, Tito Manjo. Let's hear one from Dr. Daphne. Your thoughts? Okay. Uh, well, towards the wretched, I think Saint Joseph would um, number one deal with them with with a lot of tenderness. You know, this is the word that one of the words that the Pope, the current Pope, loves, right? Uh, tenderness. And I, I found this wonderful definition of tenderness in this book by Dr. Greg Botaro. It's called Mindful Catholic. And there he, he wrote that tenderness is sharing the emotional state of the other, meaning making the emotional state of the other my own. And I, I believe St. Joseph would be doing that as how he did it with Mary, given his capacity for silence, for, for, for listening attentively, for his capacity for just being present to the other. So tenderness, and also I think with that tenderness, he will also be inspiring the lonely and the wretched to, to learn how to accept, since St. Joseph is a master, an expert in accepting things, right? We know from the narratives in the gospel how plans really changed for him. And yet, um, he, he was able to, to accept, 
because we know that I love I love using the quicksand example. The more we try to resist, let's say we we see ourselves in we catch ourselves being inside the quicksand a hole. Um, by 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 struggling, by resisting, by not accepting that we're in quicksand, or by more so when we're denying that we're we're in this um, particular situation, it just leads to more trouble for us. And so accepting that, hey, I cannot choose what life throws to me, like the pandemic, the changes in plants, whatever, but I can choose how to react to them. And that brings me to the second thing, which I think St. Joseph also would inspire others to do. And this is to be creatively courageous. I'm using the words of Pope Francis when he said that St. Joseph is a model of acceptance and also a model of creative courage. And the moment we accept that, hey, I'm in quicksand, then I can find a solution. And St. Joseph is very good in that, in, in what we call problem-solving oriented coping instead of just getting stuck with the emotion, he was there ready to find solutions. And, and you know, we're, we're very gifted with a, with a creative mind, so it's good to use it. And of course, we have the gift of grace also, which we can use to creatively find solutions. And I guess St. Joseph was able to do that because perhaps, this is just me um, thinking of the psychological aspect, perhaps St. Joseph was focusing more on the question Instead of asking, why me? Why, why is this happening to me? Why now? Why this? Perhaps he was, he was focusing instead on the questions, what now? Okay, what do I do now? Or the question, what for? What is the meaning? Why? What is this for? As, as one philosopher said, one who has a why can endure any how. So if there's a what for, for this suffering, for this lonely state that I'm in, then I, I, can, I can endure and I can find solutions to, to endure. And I guess so St. Joseph also, since we love the sleeping St. Joseph, right? Especially here in the Philippines. I think St. Joseph would also advise people to, to sleep well because, you know, if we get good sleep, we will be less lonely biologically. You'll have more of your serotonin, your happy, happy chemicals there. To sleep well and to, and to never stop dreaming. Dreaming that, yeah, things may be tough now, but they can get better. Definitely with, with the grace of God, they can get better. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Okay, guys, time to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never forget the rest. Huh? <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Dr. Daphne. And now, please welcome once again our tech staff. Edward, kindly share with us what would St. Joseph do? Your thoughts. Hello, good evening. I'm back again. So I would just um, touch also to what you guys discussed earlier. I like all the information what you guys discussed. It really gave um, insights especially the audience. And my answer to what would St. Joseph do would be a, a bit different to what you guys uh, mentioned. So during this pandemic, we, um, of course, we're all quarantined in our homes. And um, there are just certain people that would feel lonely, as like mentioned earlier by Doc, uh, Doc Daphne, that um, there will be some connections that will be... Um, not really broken, um, missing um, high-quality connections. And the youth nowadays, or our generation, well, not really our generation, but the teens, let's say just the teens nowadays, would think that they are 
trying to get back their connections with uh, the people that they love, their their friends. But there are some certain people that they might forget to reconnect to, and that would be their parents. So now they are in their homes, and since they're in their homes, who are they with now? They, they, it's quarantine, they can't really go out. So it's the best way to... Oh, I froze. I froze. Where did yeah, go? okay. Anyway, I think... Uh, uh, did I talk about uh, parents? Yeah, okay, you can you start can, you can go back, go. Yeah. You can start again with the parents, yeah. With the, with the parents. parents, okay. So it's best to connect again with uh with the parents with our parents since we are trapped in the in our homes and um so it is best to connect with your parents via via the chores that they do because um nowadays since since our parents would be doing i know some some of the families out there would have trouble finding their maid for example my my family we don't have a, a yaya or a katulong so nowadays it's gonna be our parents or us to be doing the chores, doing the cooking, and there might since you or teens would be trying to connect with or being let's say being teens, they would want to be in their rooms to be just 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 playing games or studying. Some some students out there would think that they're studying uh, the entire day, but. Because of studying the entire day, they would forget to reconnect with their parents. And that may cause the connection you have with your parents to, um, you know, to, to, yeah, they may be affected. And it's best to, they would feel lonely as defined a while ago. So what would St. Joseph do? As what Francis mentioned earlier, he was, he was able to adapt. To certain situations so in this pandemic what can we do just like saint joseph we can adapt to this pandemic instead of studying it well it is good to study like entire you know study for a long period of time but we should also have time to allocate for family be with them in the table while eating dinner and stay there even if you're finished eating even if you're finished eating you can just stay there talk to them you know they miss you um, me, uh, I'm a college student. Before pre-pandemic, I stay in the condo, and every time I come home during the weekends, uh, that's the only time to get to see me, my parents. And since now it's a pandemic, it's a perfect opportunity for me to reconnect with them. And that's how you know it would help if ever parents all over the Philippines or the world having this kind of situation. I hope they. Um, won't feel lonely anymore because they have their kids with them because that is their treasure. We are the treasurer of our parents and it is us who makes them happy. And yeah, that's 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 my, that's my opinion. Thank you so much Amazing. for that, Edward. Yeah. So thank uh, you, Edward Joseph. <laughs> Edward Joseph, yes. Joseph so, in the <laughs> person. Maybe to conclude our discussion for the day, I'd like to quote you know, Bened Pope Benedict XVI, who said, If discouragement overwhelms you, think of the faith of Joseph. If anxiety has its grip on you, think of the hope of Joseph. If exasperation or hatred seizes you, think of the love of Joseph, who was the first man to set eyes on the human face of God in the person of the infant conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Let us praise and thank Christ for having 
um, excuse me, drawn so close to us and for giving us Joseph as an example and model of love. So yeah, I was reading our <laughs> script for today and I thought of, uh, we actually thought of quoting this wonderful quote because there's no other way but ite ad Joseph. So let us go to Joseph. So that being said, thank you so much to our wonderful guests for joining us today. Before we go and share the coffee conversations once again, maybe uh, Dito Manjo, Dr. Daphne and Martina, you guys have any closing remarks or any short anecdotes that you'd like to share for our audience today. So Tito Manjo, kindly share with us no, your uh, yeah. podcast. Go uh, ahead, Tito Manjo. Uh, yeah, I'd like to invite you to check out uh, in YouTube our podcast for marriage, parenting and family life. Uh, it's in FaithWatch, the channel of the CBCP Media Office. You can use the hashtag FamilyWatch, hashtag FamilyWatch to, to search for our videos. Uh, we haven't had a chance to invite Dr. Daphne yet, but uh, hopefully she will oblige soon. And let's, let, let's not forget, let's take advantage of all the indulgences offered during the year of St. Joseph. There's so many ways to gain the indulgence, the plenary indulgence. All right, thank you for that. So once again, guys, check out hashtag Family Watch. All right, thank you for that, Tito Manjo. Go ahead, uh, Dr. Daphne, would you like to share any uh, closing remarks or anything you'd like to share to our audience today? I, I, I just want to thank you guys and congratulations with this podcast. Congratulations with, with all the good that you're doing with, it, with your podcast. And last words, I guess, being a psychiatrist, being an advocate of mental health. So let's try to be more mentally healthy. Let's follow the example of St. Joseph. Sleep well and never stop dreaming. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Paul, for that. And Martina, any closing for remarks for our audience today? I think Doc Daphne wrapped it up. Uh, I'm just really grateful to be part of this amazing initiative you guys have. So thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you again, our, our wonderful guests, for joining us on the St. Joseph Podcast. So once again, dear friends, before we pray our prayer to St. Joseph, we once again invite you to join us. The St. Joseph Podcast Coffee Conversations. Grab a cup of joe and talk about the joy himself. This is our way of reaching out to everyone out there who would love to share their love for St. Joseph. Let's talk about, yeah, I think let's have coffee. I, I think you guys can you know whip up your own blends there at home and we can talk about extensively talk about uh saint joseph uh during uh, during this coffee conversation our focus group discussion so that being said to end our episode for today edward kindly take it away and let us now pray all right name the father <clears throat> father son holy spirit amen heal joseph the just wisdom is with you Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God. Now and at the hour of our death, amen. Saint Joseph, our Father and Lord, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you so much to our beloved guests and thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. This has been the St. Joseph Podcast. So we hope to see you in our next episode. Thank you again for joining us.